Fred, who has never taken life seriously, unintentionally injures the Easter Bunny and is forced to take him in his house as a guest. As both struggle to deal with the situation, they also learn to grow up. We watched Hop. Welcome everyone back to McGregor Movie Talk. I'm your host, Ian McGregor, and I'm joined as always by my beautiful, beautiful co-host, Nicole. Nicole, how are you tonight? I'm just so happy. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm oh just pretty good. Oh, I know. The oh dad jokes just start boy. flying. I feel like this is going to be a long episode if you're just going to make cracking dad jokes all day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ian? I, I've, been, I've been better. I've been better. Yeah, not a fan. We're going to get into a lot of the, the problems with this movie. But yeah, I am not, I'm not a happy camper right now. Well, either way, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our special episode for Easter. Our special Easter episode, which I was looking for a lot of different movies to put on the Easter special. And there's not very many Easter-specific movies. No, not really. They're more geared towards maybe less Easter and more just animal-related. Yes, I found they're either animal-related or they were very religious. Yes, which is fair because it is Easter. It is a religious holiday, so. Yes, I definitely understand that. I found that it was either Passion of the Christ or Hop. Two drastically different movies. Very. Very. So we wanted to have a little bit of a lighter episode, so we'll do Hop. Either way, in all seriousness, this movie was pretty trashy. This movie was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I don't... It felt like two separate movies, to be honest with you, but obviously we'll get into it. But man, oh man, there's a lot to talk about. Let's start off right away, getting right into the movie. Fred O'Hare becomes the Easter Bunny. Yes, so I would say in a typical situation, spoiler, but the freaking movie started off with that. That's how it starts. It starts off with a voiceover of Fred going, this is how the first human ever became the Easter Bunny with a big picture of his face on the screen. Yeah, I did kind of give it away. Okay, there's the ending of the movie. That's why I had no problem saying that right at the beginning of this podcast, because that's the beginning of the movie. That is fair. Yeah, but they that huge spoiler. Yeah, right off the bat. It was a picture of his face saying, I'm the first human. Spoiler. Spoiler. Huge, right off the bat. Did not like it at all. Let's get into it. Let's get right into it, Nicole. <laughs> how is this movie, besides that, how does the movie start? Well, EB is the Easter Bunny's son, and he likes playing drums. Yes. What does EB stand for? Does EB stand for Easter Bunny? I thought it did, but it's like, okay, that's really confusing because he's not the Easter Bunny. And in IMBD hop definition of like what the movie was all about, Mm -hmm. it said, EB, the Easter Bunny, who decides to pursue his dream of becoming a rock star drummer. Okay, so it said in there that he was the Easter Bunny, but in fact, he was not the Easter Bunny. His dad is the Easter Bunny wanting to eventually pass on 
Well, that's the, the title tradition. Of Easter Bunny. The tradition is that the father passes to the son the reins to be the Easter Bunny. But why, why would you call your damn kid EB? Because I think at one time it would just, instead of being EB, it would be the Easter Bunny. But that's so confusing that right off the bat is EB. You might as well have just picked any other name. Jack. Like a- Everyone really else has matter. a regular name. Yeah. Except for the actual Easter Bunny. All the chicks have actual names. There's like Carlos and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the little guy. The little guy that oh, helps. Oh, he was so cute. That, that, that's his name. His name was Phil. I didn't, okay. I didn't catch on it at first, but I realized it was Phil. Okay. But they all have regular names. Why couldn't it be Dave? And then when after he gets the magic and he touches his finger to the stone, then he becomes Easter Bunny. Does that mean that every bunny before they become the Easter Bunny is named E.B.? It must be. That's it must so be a generations and generations of Easter Bunny as their name. That's weird. But E.B. ends up going to his dad's work at the factory the factory looked pretty cool. It that, was very Willy Wonka-ish. Yes. I wrote production was really, really cool. Like the production of the candy yeah. got to see different things and how they made it down the assembly line. I thought that was really neat. I thought that was really cool. Actually, this is a little bit off topic, but still about the factory. Later in the movie, there's these giant saw blades. Was that part of this first introduction to the factory or did that come later? That came later. It was a very, that's what I meant. There's two separate movies here. One where you're getting to see the factory and how neat it is. And then all of a sudden it becomes like this chocolate killing. I don't know. I've never seen a factory that has no. saw blades come there out. Was to like five, there was like them. 500 saw blades all cutting up pieces of chocolate. I don't think that'd be a thing. But at the beginning of the movie. They go in molds. I wrote like the Easter Bunny's factory looks really cool and stuff. And that it was very magical. And there was chocolate flowing around. And it looked very magical. This, yeah. at the end, when they're showing like the factory, it looks like a Saw movie. Yeah, it was pretty freaky, actually. Weird. Yeah. And then you kind of get an introduction to Carlos. I don't like Carlos. Oh, Carlos was chick. very evil. Yeah, he was a bigger chick. Yeah. But he, he, right away, you could tell that he was trying to sabotage everything. He was trying to rule the world. We all know a person like that. Ugh. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> you know, okay, you, you're not supposed to out me to other people. I'm not. I, Nicole is a wonderful human being. I'm just making a joke. Oh, you don't have to suck up now. It's, it's okay. It's already been said. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. But this chick is pretty terrifying. Like, you're not allowed to eat the candy. It's for, you make the candy, you don't eat the candy. No dancing on the job. It's forbidden. Like, he was all about the rules. Lay that book down. Yeah, very Drill Sergeant-ish. Like, Yeah, the Easter Bunny didn't care. He's like, oh, it's okay. He's eating the little peach. Easter Bunny is the one in charge. And the Easter Bunny didn't care. Yeah, this Carlos, second in command, he is bad news. Bad news. And he's been around for like 30 years because when EB is a baby, Carlos is the second in command. And then it says 20 years later. And he's still there. He's How still old second in command? Did live? I have no idea. And but why is he so fluffy and yellow if he's been there a long time? Don't chicks be grow up to be chickens? You'd think. And they're not attractive looking. So I'm not no. really sure... He has got to drink that youth juice. Something. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's very weird. But then you get, you get introduced to the egg of destiny. 
the egg of destiny, which they didn't really talk about at first. They mentioned it very quickly, like, oh, well, then he'll get the egg of destiny and then he'll become the Easter bunny. And I was like, did I? No mention of it. Yeah. It was very strange, but it was like a magical wand. It didn't really explain how it works or anything. So I thought that was a little odd. Yeah. There was no precursor of this is the, this is the egg of destiny. This is how you use it. This is what it does. It just kind of said in passing, oh, egg of destiny. Like everyone should just get it automatically. And then when the Easter bunny flies to the house, all the little chicks are like kind of like Santa and the reindeer. I did not realize that was a thing until the very end. It happened at the beginning of the movie too, when um before the time jump, the twenty year time jump. Yeah. All the chicks flew like like reindeer. That and is was, so interesting. I, I did like, not does, realize that. Does all holiday have that like a sleigh ish like St. Valentine or? No, he flies. The Easter Bunny is supposed to just teleport and go underground, but that's... I never really thought of how the Easter Bunny got into my house you just thought woke up and there's, <laughs> really there's chocolate i don't know because you don't really hear the story of the easter bunny you hear of santa claus and how he goes on top of the roofs and yeah. goes down the chimney you don't really hear that for easter bunny so i was kind oh. of surprised because when you do see him go to the o'hare house yes which is where you meet fred as a, I, as a kid yeah he's a, just a kid i didn't realize that they had this like sleigh type thing i didn't even know how to really describe it i said the o'hare boy which is fred Mm -hmm. sees easter bunny and he flies down in this cool mobile transportation thing i had no (laughs) idea that's literally what i wrote a cool mobile transportation thing i love (laughs) the description that's the greatest description well i didn't see the chicks flying so that kind of makes sense it's more of a sleigh then more of a sleigh a sleigh that's shaped like an egg Anything that cool. could be shaped like an egg was shaped like an egg in this movie. They really had to pound it home that it was really? the Easter bunny. Yes. The globe was shaped like an egg. All the clocks were shaped like an egg. His bed in um, EB's room was shaped like an egg. Everything was egg shaped. In the I just movie. realized too, you make that a globe shaped like an egg. It's not going to spin right. No, it doesn't spin right at all. Is part of it's going to be heavier than the other? Oh, man. Like, it'll spin sitting straight up. It'll spin perfectly fine. But any kind of tilt in the axis won't be leveled at all. Listen to you sound all smart in that. Today on Geography Talk. <laughs> <laughs> You've all tuned into the wrong podcast. It's just Ian telling geography jokes. I can tell. Listen, geography jokes has their ups and has their downs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you telling me I got the dad jokes? Get out of here. I know. I feel like that's the theme right now. That this is going to be a lot of dad jokes between the two of us all episode. Oh, when I try to be funny, I never am. So, mm. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> What? You have to talk now. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. So you see this time jump. So, okay. So Fred sees the Easter Bunny. I guess you're not supposed to see the Easter Bunny. I always tried to kidnap the Easter Bunny or at least catch him. But it never worked, obviously, because it'd fall asleep. But- now, if there's any children out there, I just realized this, that are listening for whatever reason, even though this is a sensitive topic for you, the Easter Bunny is not real. <gasps> Why do you do that I'm for? Just, I'm just never gonna, believe in the magic. I'm just going to put it out there. Like I'm, I assume there's no children listening to this podcast. But wouldn't like a parent already know that there is an Easter Bunny in real life? 
like if in this movie basis, Fred's parents should know there's an Easter bunny. Yeah, that's true because it would either be them or it would be an actual Easter bunny. Yeah. So they would know. That's why like later on he's like, I'm gonna be the Easter bunny. They would be like, Oh, I get it, because there is an Easter bunny. Now, when you were a child, did you think that the Easter bunny spoke? No, I didn't even really I always thought it was like one of those like creepy giant like stuffed bunnies like you see in the mall or something yes i thought it was something like that that just like yes. went into your house and put eggs everywhere i <gasps> didn't too. even what a creepy concept so creepy we're and... told not to let strangers in our house that we let the easter bunny and the tooth fairy and if, all in if it. a child could think like really think about it they could crack the code fairly quickly i think how my mom was phenomenal at that dad too phenomenal at that but not so much hiding but like if you really thought so the bunny is just gonna break into every single house in north america and just leave an egg just the same as santa claus and like please you believed in santa claus until last year what do you mean still what do you mean believe i don't know <laughs> oh no I what do you what do you mean but santa's real right oh no oh no <laughs> If there's one child that's listened to this podcast, we have just devastated. We have ruined like the whole year basically for them. I hope you feel happy, Ian. I hope you feel happy about that. I I don't care. I'm okay. Wow. I'm good. I hope you get nasty emails from moms and dads and caregivers giving you heck for spoiling secrets. You know what? We 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 may. That's a that's a fair thing. At what age did you stop believing in Easter money? Like, did you catch your mom or, like, you just stopped believing one day? I think I just, I don't know. I kind of just grew out of it. Like, my parents are really good at that sort of thing. Even with Santa Claus, they're really good at it. So, I don't know. I just think it just started coming about. I don't really, there was no, like, spoiling moment for me, I don't think. No, I don't, I don't think there's any, I can't pinpoint an exact year that it got ruined for me i just know event at one point i just realized it was my mom hiding chocolate around the house like i don't think there was that one year i was like oh that's it there's no easter bunny like there's nothing that jumps out to me i have a santa story though that that's for another that's holiday? for another time but i, I <laughs> santa was ruined for me oh no it was a traumatic experience and for our christmas episode we will get into how santa was ruined for me and you can thank my mom for that oh that's all i'm gonna say about that topic right now oh no well then we have anyways Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) we went completely off topic there fred sees the easter bunny not supposed to see the easter bunny you want to take a picture the easter bunny was gone and then it flashes 20 years in the future yes and fred is kind of a loser has no job he has no apartment they said he did have that beforehand so he did have an apartment but his job folded and that's why he had to move back home. And he's been home for a year. His parents are pretty harsh on him. I, I get out. I wrote that is harsh. How? Yeah, like, like they decided to have because he didn't have a job at that particular moment. They had an intervention for the guy. Yeah. Now, if it was like he was 28 and he's never had a job ever, and he was like a loser who just like sat on the couch all day, we know some of those too. We know some of people like that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like. 
people would see that, okay, he's does absolutely nothing. So yeah, let's have an intervention for him. One year being unemployed when your company folded, it wasn't like you, you quit or got fired. The company itself disappeared. Yeah. So give him a break. Like, yeah, they were harsh. Like intervention. So harsh. They got their si- the sisters involved. Like that was yeah. pretty pretty harsh. And they just anticipate him just settle for any job. Like who cares what the job yeah. is? Just don't reach for the passion. stars. Don't find fuck don't it. find your passion. No goals for you. Fuck it. Yeah. Who cares? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> pretty sad. It is. It's so sad that uh, all of them were so harsh on poor Fred, who just he's down on his luck. Yeah. Give him a break. And Kelly Kuko's in this movie, by the way. She plays the sister. Yeah, she. Now, I think her name is Sam. Sam. I did not catch that. I called her Kelly sure Kuko the whole time. Oh. But when I was doing a little bit of research for this movie, Kelly Kuko was in between seasons four and five of Big Bang Theory when this movie was filmed. Wow. So she was a pretty big name at that point in Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Why was she playing like a side side character? Like she, she wasn't was even a side, side. She was, like, the side character. Yeah. Why would she accept that role? Well, something small, get a little bit of extra cash. I guess so. But at that point, she could have got a starring role in any movie she wanted, basically. Well, maybe she just didn't have time for it. Maybe. That that kind of makes sense. Taking a side job. So during all this dinner scene and intervention scene, EB decides. He's done, and he's going to run away. And he's going to Hollywood to be a drummer. Yeah, because the Easter Bunny wants him to be the Easter Bunny. What his name is after. His namesake is the Easter Bunny. And this bunny is now 20-odd years old. I would say 23, 24, yeah. Okay, his clothing did not suit in their 20s person. They look like they were a teenager, first of all. And... We had a temper tantrum about, I don't want to be the Easter Bunny, forget it, I'm a drummer, following his path, his mm-hmm. destiny, Hollywood. How does he even know that Hollywood's a place where that's a thing? I, I have, there's no TVs or anything that I could see. How, somehow he got word of Hollywood and that he wants to be a drummer and that's where to go. Now, if you wanted to be an actor, absolutely, go to Hollywood. But is Hollywood known for music? No. I don't even know where you would even, well, maybe. I would think something like Nashville. Yeah, but Nashville's country music. That's what I was going to say. It's still music. Yeah, that's. Closer than Hollywood. Yeah. But But he's trying to get somewhere. He is trying to go. Where does he go? Playboy Mansion. Oh, my God. He saw a bunny shape on a map that was shaped like the Playboy logo, like the bunny shape. And he goes there thinking, okay, this is where bunnies live. Why on earth would he think that? Well, that just goes to show you that's not really a children's movie. No, but how? For, he knows about Hollywood. He knows he wants to be a drummer in Hollywood, and that's where he goes. But yet he doesn't know that a logo of a Playboy bunny. It's Playboy, yeah. It's Playboy. So he knows everything else but a Playboy mansion. Yeah. I didn't, that, I didn't get that. I don't know. I didn't even like that part. I was like, why? Yeah, I don't know. And not only did they go, they they did it twice. Because later when the Pink Beret comes, they went back to the Playboy Mansion. Maybe just have some names like Hugh Hefner. That was actually his voice, by the way. Yes, it was. It sounded like like it for sure. It was him. Like, this is a children's movie and Hugh Hefner is a voice in it. 
Well, not many kids would really know what the Playboy Bunny looks like anyway or what that even represents. But as soon as you said Playboy Mansion, if the kid didn't understand what it was, they would look to their parents and be like, what's Playboy Mansion? Yeah, I don't know how kids movie this was. No, it was supposed to be a kids movie, but it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's strange. Oh, I didn't realize it was from uh, 2011. Yeah, it's a it recent. older than I thought it would be. Oh, really? Which, what do you think it was? Oh, I thought it was like late, probably 2018, 2019. Oh, yeah, I no, thought yeah. it was newer. 2011, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, so he gets rejected at the damn gate, obviously. Obviously. Why obviously. And like, the, the, he, had, he held the sign up so that you couldn't see the face. So he would have to have talking to a, a piece of paper. Yeah, that was not really relevant to the rest of the story. It was not needed at all. No, it wasn't. I guess it was just to have names in the movie, maybe. I don't know. I guess so. But, but why, why put Hugh Hefner in the movie at all? Because it happened to be a bunny? Not sure. Weird. Very weird. But then we go back to Fred, and he's storming out with his bags. He's he done. He booted his... out. They kicked him out. He got kicked out. I thought he was leaving. No, he got kicked out. They're like, you better find a job and you need a place to live. Like, it's time. And then next thing you know, he's got his bags packed. Well, so I didn't think that meant he got kicked out mid-dinner. Well, you're, that's what it looked like. I thought he had like a couple weeks to find something and then leave. Not, yeah. you have no prospect, no nothing. You're homeless now. Goodbye, son. Yeah, it was weird. That's weird. I didn't get that. I thought he left on his own. But then why was he going to go? His sister his comes chase, chasing after him, Kaylee Kuko. Yes. And she offers him this gig to stay at her boss's house to, to house it. How long did she say they had to house it for? I'm glad you brought that up. I caught a week. I also thought around, around that. I thought she said he's gone for the week. You can stay there while you do your interview. Because she got him an interview at a video game company. Yeah. So... Only a week. I feel like he was there for at least a couple months. Well, by the things that the events that kept happening, it absolutely sounded like he was there for months. The things that he was doing, but we'll obviously get into more detail about the things that were happening in the movie. So there becomes a situation where Fred ends up going to stay at the house and he accidentally runs over EB. Hit him hard with the car. Like, Hit him hard, yeah. Hard. There's no way that he would survive that situation. There wasn't even a scratch on him. No. Like, there was nothing. No. So Fred is, you know, goes up to see if this bunny is okay. And he freaks out because EB starts to talk. Yeah. Understandably so. That would be freaking terrifying. And I would question my mental health at that point. Now, I've heard you talk to our bunnies numerous times. They've they never ever... talked back. They've never talked back. Okay, that's good to know. I wish. I pretend like they do. They say, oh, I like mommy better, but... What? Yeah, but I don't... Well, I already know that one of our bunnies absolutely is a daddy's girl. There's no question about it. They have attitude. They're fierce. If you're looking to buy a bunny, make sure you do your research first because, yeah. man, oh, man, the temperaments on them. Just yeah. a little... They have an attitude for sure. Yeah, they have some temperaments. Anyways, happy Easter. <laughs> our happy bunny. Easter. Happy don't Easter. buy a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> They're not a child's pet. Anyways. <laughs> so he takes EB to the house. And did you see the size of that frying pan that he picked up, by the way? Just completely off topic. 
when he's in the house, he picks up a frying pan when he's chasing EB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The frying pan is the size of him. <laughs> it is the biggest. Th- There's no way that would even fit on an oven. That was huge. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was a little excessive. It looked like Carrot Top's kind of frying pan. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, completely off topic. I just remembered the frying pan. No, that's fair. So they talk and they figure things out. And he's like, you know what? You're a rabbit. So you're going to have to stay in the garage. Yeah. I thought that was so mean. Like, I know. That's, it was a little on the strange side. But obviously he talks. He didn't think. I think he thought he was going a little crazy. So he puts the poor bunny in the garage. A wounded bunny. But it was walking and talking and doing whatever. Perfectly fine. Very, yeah. It seemed A-okay to me. Yeah, it was weird. And then while the EB is staying in the garage, we go back to Easter oh, yeah. Island yeah. with the Easter Bunny. And he goes, oh my God, EB's missing. I got to send the pink beret to go get him. And that's nice. three bunnies who have pink berets, which is, I guess, where they get their name from. Yes. And they go searching for EB. They, first off, they darted some poor security guard at the hollywood sign yeah felt bad for that guy immediately he's like what's going on Thump, dart to the neck yeah they seem to be doing things quite like mission their yeah. mission impossible style yeah they're like i felt so bad for him he was just doing his job and then they go to the playboy mansion as well like we mentioned earlier they're sniffing out eb yeah like if they're so talented and so skilled wouldn't they just know where he was it took a really long time for them to find him they kept missing him but i get it if they're like smelling him along the way they have to go to every section where he was that's but fair yeah it was a strange situation in that scene did you really got to see how that carlos the right hand man to the easter bunny yeah little psycho very yeah and it's 20 years later and he's still that way he wants that easter bunny gig he does very badly and even as like scheming behind the Easter Bunny, like you can't ignore me forever. Yeah. Does now I've been say I've been mad at people before, and even I have a little bit of resentment maybe for like a promotion or something. I have never once in my life schemed out loud to myself before. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Has anyone ever actually done that before? Have you? Uh, no, I haven't, but absolutely. You think people, because like, I've been like, oh, I want the sales manager position. And I'm like, oh, my biggest competition is this person. And then as soon as that person walks away, be like, I'm going to get that position. Yes, and that's, absolutely. I, people no. will step on other people's heads to get ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, maybe I'm just naive then. I, I, I thought that was That's so... what they say. Like, people kissing ass and people who aren't sincere when they're saying stuff. Absolutely. That is a thing. 100%. Okay. People don't well, there have you go. There you have it. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just... I thought it was like a movie kind of trope. Like, it was just for movie's sake that people do that. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Now we know. Did you realize that Fred is going to dog sit, but you haven't seen any dogs yet? Well, they showed two dogs outside very quickly at one point. I'm not sure if we're there yet in the movie. We're not there yet. We're He's already yet. been in the house. He's already you know, chased this bunny around yeah. and you know done all sorts of things. He, they didn't even... 
when he puts the bunny into the garage, nothing, still no bunny. Oh, yeah. It's the next day. It's the next day. In the backyard, he sees the dogs. And these dogs are vicious. Well, if you haven't been fed, because Fred never fed anybody last night when he got to the house. I guess not. and Kaylee Cook was scared of dogs, so she wasn't going over there to feed the dogs. But the so, boss didn't know that she was scared. And the boss expected Sam, the sister, yeah. to dog sit those mean large dogs. They were told to wear a special suit so the dogs didn't eat yes, them. Yes, I forgot they were told to wear a special that it was like a like a policeman like canine suit almost. Yeah. Like a training yeah. suit. Yeah. Can you imagine the boss expected her to wear that and go out there and feed those dogs? Yeah, that's crazy. I forgot that 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 suit thing came out. Yeah, terrifying. No way that she would wear that. No way. So EB ate all the carrots in the house. They had a lot of carrots. Yeah, and he ran upstairs, which was a very big issue. No, no. You do not go upstairs. And why was that? There wasn't anything like There was no reason. It was just don't go upstairs. That was the only rule. There was nothing. I thought there was going to be some like weird kind something. of secret dungeon upstairs or something. Something. Nothing. It was it just was don't go upstairs. very evident in multiple occasions that they said do not go upstairs. Yeah. But there's nothing, there was nothing upstairs to hide. It was just, that was just their rule, which didn't make any sense. But Evie didn't care. He didn't give a shit. No, he because Fred goes in to look for him in the garage and he's not there. He's like, oh, phew, if I, I definitely was just crazy going crazy last night. Then you go up to the upstairs, and EB has destroyed that room. Oh, my god! It is a gigantic mess. There is a flood happening. The whole bed is just mangled. There's food everywhere. Things are broken. It looks like a raging party happened in that room. Well, then that j- the jacuzzi room it was a soul full of <laughs> bubbles. The whole room was bubbles. There's no way. That would have caused so much damage yeah and he later a little bit a little bit later in the movie he cleans it up very quickly yeah that would not have been a situation no, it, it was, was like, less than five minutes yeah it was a disaster would have taken hours to clean <laughs> uh, but during this whole time i wrote this down specifically because i wanted to ask you as well as out in the world any listeners eb poops jelly beans yum he sits down he goes Ugh. And poops jelly beans. Okay? That was crazy to me. And that got me thinking. I'm going to pose this question to you as well as anybody else who's listening. If you had a food superpower, what would it be? Now, like, can't be like, I can make food appear. Specifically, like, what could you do? Is it just food related? Just food related. I'm going to poop out donuts. Poop out donuts? Yeah. Okay. I love a good donut. Because you can have a variety of donut, just like he had a variety of jelly beans. That's true. Yeah. So maybe it could be a Timbit. Timbits would make, yeah, that'd be small. Yeah. I would, oh, are you hungry? Uh, a little Timbit. <laughs> Why not? Depending That's on my a- mood, if I'm in like a grouch mood, maybe like a uh, chocolate Timbit. You know what? That's, I can't, there's nothing I can argue with that. That's a good point. Yeah. No one's really upset with the Timbit. And you can, if you have different flavors, then why not? Yeah. It's like a, yeah, why not? Yeah. What about you? See, I was thinking something to do with like licorice or something like that. Like a nib? 
something like a nib, maybe. I like licorice. I'm like, I like licorice, so I think something with licorice I would do. Would you have different flavors of licorice? No. St- standard the- licorice, like the red vine licorice. But you would have it that long? I think it's like a foot long. Well, I don't have to poop it out. Like, oh. I can just like make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should have to poop it out. <laughs> Is that the whole thing? Is that what, what food would you poop out? Okay, yeah. fine. I would poop out licorice. Like the long string of licorice. Yeah, why not? That's that's weird. But ten bits are fine. <laughs> yeah, at least they're round. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, fine. They're round. That makes sense. But okay, but still, okay, you're going for a full licorice. Like a full size licorice. But that might take you a while. Well, no, because it's on command, so I can just be like licorice. There it is. Wow. So not even a black licorice for those who maybe don't like the cherry. I flavor. think black licorice is disgusting. Yeah, it is. It helps you poop. So it would be like a full circle. I would poop out <laughs> black licorice, eat it, which would make me poop again. And then you'd just be a constant factory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. So anyone in this world, if you could poop any kind of, I've changed the question now. If anybody could poop any food and it's edible, like it's not gonna have like poop on it, completely hundred percent edible, what food would you poop out? Leave That's us a, a comment. Good question. Let us know. Let us I know. I'm know. curious. Yeah. So EB then admits that, well, sort of admits that he's the Easter Bunny. But he doesn't say, I'm, he's not actually the Easter Bunny. He's no. the Easter Bunny's son. What, to Fred, what kind of difference would that make? If you said, I'm Easter Bunny's son versus I'm the Easter Bunny, what's the well, difference? Well, that sounds so much more powerful. When you're Easter so. Bunny, like that's a title all on its own. Everybody knows the Easter Bunny. They're not looking at you being like, oh, you're, you must be the Easter Bunny's son. That's true. That makes sense. Okay, fine. You're right. Yeah, yeah more, more magic and power. <laughs> Sound like Carlos. Yeah, seriously. Twisted Wait. chicken. So they go to the interview. Yes. And why did he bring the bunny first off to the interview? EB, I mean, why do you well, bring he can't EB? trust the damn bunny anywhere because he causes mayhem. All the well, destruction everywhere. He causes mayhem and destruction, but what do, you, what do you think he's going to do in the interview? Well, he told him to stay in the car. <laughs> like How that well was going to happen. I, the second he, Fred said, stay in the car, I, I looked at you and I was like, he's not staying in the car. No, of There's course no not. There's no way. But in all fairness, the pink rays were on his tail. They were late again. Yeah, they were... They spotted EB, and so EB gets into the building. So now that he now, I thought this was an interview. It, to me, it seemed like an orientation. Yeah, it did. Like, come and see. Like, here's our cafeteria. Here's the office spaces. I've I've been on many interviews. I've never been shown around the office during an interview. I no, see you a little. Do the interview, and then maybe if the interview goes well, you do a tour. Because that means you got the job. Basically, that's what I was thinking too. I thought he was a shoe in for it, but I, th- I thought he got it at first. I was like, "Great, he's getting an orientation. Like, congratulations, you got the job, bud. Way to go!" Well, they even said that people go from the lowest position and they can work their way up. And then they yeah. said that the guy who looked l- like an absolute bum. Yeah. He goes from the mailroom to an executive position. But, like, I just, 
It didn't, it didn't make, quite make sense. You go from mailroom to exec, but okay. They, they did a lot of prep work and a lot of character development for this video game company, and they never bring it up again. They, they never go back. They bring up a lot of stuff. They never talk about it. None of the characters you meet in the video game factory come back into play. Nothing. No, they don't really circle back to that. That's true. So they could have accomplished that with just a standard boardroom interview. Thanks for coming. But oh, yeah, for sure. They do this whole orientation, meet different characters for nothing. Well, I'm a little cheesed. I'm not going to say why, but you'll get to why by the end of this podcast of why I'm super, super, super annoyed. It's like you said, they kind of zero in on something and really try to build and build and build. Yeah. And then they go, it goes nowhere. I think I know what you're talking about. Remember that closer to the end when I'm like screaming at you because I'm so cheesed. So then we get to Fred's in the car and the pink berets trying to chase him and EB. And so during this whole interview orientation kind of segment, EB comes in and now he's just running around the entire office basically. And he stumbles upon this weird recording room with a bunch of blind musicians in there. And they're waiting for their drummer to get back. And then EB decides, okay, I'm going to start playing the drums because they can't see me or something. Why would he just assume I can play the drum with with this band? I guess they were just there. So he saw, but I don't understand because how did he not know that he could be seen by them? Did he know that these people were blind? Does he even know what blind is? I'm going to have to say I assume so, but they never bring that up or clarify anything. And he plays the drums. And as he's leaving, they're like, you're a good bunny. How would they know he was a bunny? I don't know. The whole situation was kind of strange. How did EB even know the songs? Like, how does he know how to play the drums? They don't even talk about that either. Do you teach himself? Because his dad doesn't know. There's one thing to teach yourself how to play the drums, but how would he know the drums to that song? Yeah, it was a very strange. Like, there's a like, couple holes in there that they don't really talk about. A so couple that's holes. There, there's holes throughout this whole movie. This is, I can't even begin to describe it. It is very there's, holy. It's very holy and not holy as in this holiday, but holy as in this. <laughs> There's so many plot holes, it's ridiculous. He plays the drums, and then Fred, I guess, panics that EB's now in the office, and he basically ruins his chances with the job, which I thought was going pretty well. I thought he was hired at first. I did as well. No such luck. He gets in the car and off he goes. Apparently, he didn't get the job at all. Nope. Nope. Didn't get the job at all. He just kind of leaves. And that's the end of the interview at, and at the, the end, end of, of the, his job situation. They don't bring it back up at all. No. Well, the, the sister does eventually bring it up, asking well, she, him if he got the, the job. House. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing really. The, he talks to his sister, like you mentioned, and she goes, did you go upstairs? And EB is up there cleaning for three minutes, probably. And then she runs upstairs and he's like chasing after her and the whole upstairs is perfectly spotless and clean. And EB's now sitting with other toys on a chair. Yeah. He would look like a stuffed animal. First off, why were there stuffed animals in the adult's bedroom? Who knows? I thought that was weird. (laughs) But 
they Kaylee Kuko Kaylee Kuko goes up to the bunny and goes, "Oh my god, he looks so real!" and picks up the rabbit. Wouldn't she realize that's a real rabbit? You would think by the fur and the way that it's bony and whatever. If I put a, if I close your eyes and I put a stuffed animal in your hands, and I remove the stuffed animal and then put our actual bunny in your hands, you would know the difference. Yeah, they don't stand on two feet and the things no. that this character does. They'd, they'd wiggle and move and you would know immediately oh, this is a real bunny. Up. You would know immediately. There's no way. Yeah, but even in that scene, she didn't even know what damn car- She goes, what are these? Obviously, they were carrots. Does she not know what carrots are? No, she has no clue what carrots are, but she knew what jelly beans were and she ate one. <laughs> like, immediately, she was like, oh, these je- I can't come upstairs, but this table with some jelly beans on it, I'm going to eat one. And it's not like they were in a bowl or anything. They were no. just flat out on the table. Just laying there, like, who would think, oh, I'm going to eat one of these jelly beans? Well, I don't, not me. I, well, I wouldn't know where they came from. It'd be kind of weird. They're just on the table. I guess at some point, Evie must have had to go to the bathroom and then just pooped it with some jelly beans on the table. <laughs> like, that's what they're basically implying. Because he never. Although he, wa- he walked on the ground. He wasn't on their furniture. Never. It's weird. So why would he decide I have to poop on the table and then keep going on his way and cleaning up? That makes no, there's no way they'd be pooped. And that's not where they did the poop scene earlier with the jelly beans. That was in the basement or the living room, I mean. Yeah. That didn't make any sense at all. And I kept writing down at this point, how many days have it, has this been? Like, yes. what's the time lapse here? I thought he was gone for a week. And then Kaylee Kuko outside of the O'Hare house says, I have an interview for you tomorrow. So are you telling me that him getting hit by the car, all the crazy shenanigans, him cleaning up, him jelly beans, all this stuff has happened in a 24-hour period? Yeah. It very much seems like a time like time jump goes by because of the whole situation that happens later, which we'll talk about, which I thought was just the whole thing is just very weird. This is kind of where the, the movie it, takes it, a turn. It really gets very... I'm, I'm kind of glad at this point that it was kind of in the midway because our good friend Jessica happened to call. And you guys started talking and we couldn't get back into the movie because it got yeah. late at that point. Yeah. So we kind of stopped. So when we started this movie again the next day, it felt like a, I was like, oh, maybe I completely forgot how the beginning part of this movie was because no. this movie was completely different than I remember. It was a completely different movie, I it was, felt. Yeah, it was weird that this second half of the movie, it, fl- it went by a lot quicker and yes. a lot of decision-making didn't make sense. The time frame didn't make sense. There was... Like, you and I don't agree on very much when it comes to movies, but no. I do have to say that we're on the same page with this. Yeah. It's very odd. I wrote... I At this point, I wrote, I don't understand what's happening. It just came out of nowhere. A lot of these things that this... From this... From the rest of the movie, it's a lot of things that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's very sporadic, very different things. It doesn't really make sense. It's kind of more jar gold i don't know i don't even know the word for it it's like a jigsaw puzzle almost it was very disorganized i felt and then all of a sudden i guess it's been like a couple days he's still living in the house so it's still within the week but now his younger sister is having a play or something about easter and that he has to go to this because the whole family is going to be there and he has to go and show that he's supporting his sister so 
the most bonkers <laughs> scene in this whole stupid movie is about to come out from this stupid play. <laughs> I, my jaw hit the floor. I, I, for a moment, I couldn't even write anything. I was in shock of what I was watching. This play starts and this little girl comes out and she's a little sister, starts singing and she's terrible. Oh, terrible. Oh, it was awful. It was bad. goes, oh man, my ears are hurting. I, I can't listen to this. And sees kids in the shadow, and he thinks that it's the pink beret. Yeah, there was three little bunnies hopping back there. Yeah. He runs on stage, and then Fred chases after him. And Nicole, I, my head is already hurting just thinking about this scene again. What happens once they're on stage? <laughs> so in order for... Because people were questioning why this rabbit was talking. Oh, so, my God. He comes up with the bright idea that he was going to be a ventriloquist. EB comes up with the idea. Comes up with the idea to be a ventriloquist. So he starts talking and Fred has to kind of mirror what he's saying. Oh, it was so oh, embarrassing. It was and then so awkward. And not I wrote only- a ventriloquist act. Like, is this part of the show? Like, what the fuck? Is what like, I wrote. It just started, like, it interrupts the entire play. And, yeah, the sister's, instead, like, devastated. Yeah, and instead of just being like, oh, I'm a ventriloquist, I'm practicing, and then going sit down, he, he starts, starts to fucking act. sing. <laughs> and I was in so much rage, and my jaw was, like, on the floor. He starts singing, I want candy, and has, like, the whole audience singing with him. All the kids knew, the drummer was playing it, Everybody knew, like, how in the world? It's like they they absolutely practiced this as part of the show. I was so confused. This doesn't make any sense. Why is he ruining the show for everybody? I'm glad the dad said something, and I'm glad the little kid said something as well, because he is ruining the show. It was pretty, but the dad was really harsh again. It was kind of rough. Yeah, he was very, (laughs) the the dad is extremely harsh. For most of this movie. Yes. Very harsh. And then we'll get into it, but he doesn't remain very harsh for long. No, it's so strange. I just, why are they, and they sang like the full song. It was a full like four minute song of them singing, I want candy. It was, I was embarrassed to watch it. Yeah, it was a little hard to handle. You were missing the part right before that with the Huff nose talent portion of the movie oh yeah the hot i forgot to write down the whole hoff's got talent you're right hoff's what got happens talent. With the hoff? what happens with the hoff so obviously the eb starts playing the drums for hoff and he loves his performance but he's talking to me he's not surprised that this bunny can talk is this a thing that happens that it's like this bunny is starting to speak and people just are fine with it because it happened in the diner in a like in a time before that. Yeah. And then Hoff's like, yeah, like you're a bunny, you talk. It's okay. My best friend is a car. Yeah, that's a night rider reference. Yeah, ever- why do you do that for? I don't know all those movies. Have you ever seen Knight Rider or anything? No. See, that's like a 1970s, 80s kind of TV show movie. I'm not, I don't even, I think it was a movie, but it could have been a TV show. But 
He had they, a talking car. They did have a couple references to other movies, so I guess that doesn't surprise me. But no kid would understand that. No. No. No, that's true. And it was a very, very blatant ripoff of America's Got Talent. That, oh, 100%. And he was just there being like, next, next. Yeah, weird. They probably spent a small fortune on budget just for him. To have him there. And I'm really glad that they used all that budget to get him there. And that he was there throughout the rest of the movie. Because it really... T- oh. Oh, wait. What's wrong? Oh. He wasn't there for the rest of the movie. Oh, okay. There's just little pieces of him once like, in a blue moon. Why would he? Why was he such a huge part? And he was like one of the higher build cast members. I, I don't thought, even know why that was even a portion in the movie. It like, shouldn't not, have been. It made I, no sense. I'm pretty speechless about this part because I really don't know... This was the East, like EB's goal was for Fred to take him to this Hoff's nose talent. And then it's like a whole nother portion of the movie. Like, I'm so confused. It, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And, and then you get to the ventriloquist part, which just absolutely just topped. There was a cherry on top of this one. And then what happens? Oh, my God. So Fred starts looking around the lobby, I guess, and sees a bunch of pictures of the Easter Bunny and a bunch of, like, cut-out pieces of paper on the wall with the Easter Bunny. And he comes up with the great idea that he's going to be the next Easter Bunny. Because Evie's dream is to be a drummer, and he wants to stay in Hollywood and be a drummer. So This is his way out. This is, this is his way, way out. out. You can yeah. be a drummer. I'll, Fred will be the Easter Bunny and everyone goes on their happy little hoppy way <laughs> and, <laughs> and why on earth would he think he's going to be the Easter Bunny he's not a bunny and he knows nothing about the trade nothing. he's known EB for like four days five days how do you even know how many days because like, it, it has to have been in a week because he's still in the house so yeah, like, this is the part that's so weird, though. But it feels like they've known each other because they've had this weird bond. It feels like they've known each other for, like, six months. Yeah. But the hell they had the house for the week, and he's still in the house. So that week is still happening. Well, and then you see on the other end that Carlos wants to be the Easter Bunny as well. Oh, or, And he calls it the Easter Chick. But... Carlos. Oh, and by the way, those little chicks yeah. were freaking so adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, the, they were they were cute, but they they got evil too, though. Yes, they certainly did. Well, it's like you have one leader and people just follow. Yeah. But they both want to be Easter bunnies, both Fred and Carlos, and then they start training. Like, did this training happen over a day or two? Because the results that they were getting seemed like it would be six I- months. That's exactly what I was thinking. I thought this was like a six-month training montage because mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks, you're not really getting it, and then you start kind of building it up, and now you're an expert at it. Yeah, they were doing hurdles. But it felt <laughs> like it was all the same day in their time. It was the and that's same just day. no way that would ever be realistic. No, not at all. Like he, First off, he's still in the house the whole time he's doing the training montage. Yeah. So, like, what's happening? Has it been, like, even then, even if it was longer than a week, there's no way that you get those results in the body conditioning that these two were, were getting. There's just no way. I, I don't see it. None. And you see 
Fred dying eggs. He, uh, like thousands and thousands of eggs. So I wrote, this movie has turned weird. Yeah. Wants to deliver real eggs to kids? Question mark. Can you imagine? You think that it's a chocolate egg, you bite into it, and it's an actual egg? And that's all you get is just these bright colored eggs. Like these kids would be pissed because- thousands of them he's, he's painted. And it's not like they'd be refrigerated. They're probably be bad. Here's a painted rotten egg. Enjoy. Well, that's what it made it out to be like. It's he not like he was worst making Easter chocolate. Bunny. He's the worst Easter bunny. People would be so cheesed. That's just no way. Can you imagine? And I even write here again, how much time has passed? I so, wrote that. I did write that as well. I, said, I was very confused. Train montage seems like months. How much time has passed again? But then and with the whole time lapse, the limo comes to take EB to Hasselhoff. But when Hasselhoff told him, I like you, he said, come back on the weekend. Which was only oh. like two, three days later kind of thing. Oh, that's so weird. Because he said, come back on the weekend. I have a live show. Okay. On a live show on Easter Saturday weekend. Okay. Yeah. And he just, yeah, that would be not a thing either. That's so true. Yeah. And he just leaves. He just leaves. Just leaves well, Fred in the dust. He has no clue. But he didn't leave him alone, though. No. No. He didn't leave him Those alone. Those sassy pink berets. They're there. And it took a very large security guard, one dart, and he was out cold. They shoot seven darts into Fred's face. Into his face. I was How like, savage is that? Yeah, I'm like, it, big security guard took one, and he's out cold. Seven to Fred? He, that would kill him. Well, it was quite clear that they need to knock him out for a significant amount of time because they take him to Easter Island. How on earth would they take, if you saw three bunnies carrying a guy to the Hollywood sign so they can teleport back to Easter Island, wouldn't someone have seen that? Yeah, there's just no way. Like, how far away is the house to Hollywood? Oh, it probably would have taken hours to walk there. Probably. And they're small. They're not like they're big bunnies. They're and small. they have to carry Fred, a, a, an adult male. Who's passed out. Who's passed out. They have to carry him to the Hollywood sign and teleport back to Easter Island and then tie him up. That's just weird. It, it made absolutely no sense. And this is where that sneaky psycho carlos takes over he does take over and he very easily mind you yes puts all the bunnies in like a like a room and locks the door them very simply just like (laughs) okay come in here lock the door he could have done that anytime then oh for sure it took no convincing at all to get those bunnies in that room Mm -mm. it was was happening and then all of a sudden yeah it made sense yeah him and, and then thousands of little chicks. Yeah, and then the Easter Bunny is out there being like, Carlos, you've been my right hand for so long. Well, like, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. He has been the right hand for so long. Like, come on. And then the Pink Beret is like, we'll get him. And they all charge at Carlos with their nunchucks of made of carrots and stuff. And then Carlos gets chocolate, I guess. And freezes them in chocolate. Yeah, he gets a sprayer and sprays them in the chocolate molds to them and basically solidifies yeah which is 
weird and I don't think it's how chocolate works, but okay. And we thought it was bad that Fred was going to give them eggs to the student, to the students, oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> to the kids. Oh, I got too much work on my brain. Uh, giving eggs to the kids. Yeah. But Carlos wants to give worms bird feed. Etc. And crickets. And crickets. Ew. <laughs> That's a delicious Easter basket. I would ate, be so excited. He ate, Carlos eats the worms. worms. The, that wet noise made me gag. Ew. It was like, it oh, was wow. gross. Yum. Very gross. And this whole time that the chicks have taken over Easter Island, all the bunnies except for the Easter bunny are locked into this cage. Easter bunny is now tied up with Fred. And they're, they got it. This Carlos is rank, has, has won. EB is now at Hoff knows talent, and he's like hanging out with Hoff, being like, "Oh, I had to leave him in the dust. I had to leave Fred behind." And Hoff's like, "You should go to Fred." Because yeah, I guess EB felt guilty, which is good because he's normally is... he should have felt guilty because he left his friend behind. Well, he normally is quite a selfish bunny, he said. But yeah. the lesson learned, he realized that he had to go and help his friend which i guess he realizes after going to his house that it's empty and he sees those the little darts that knocked him out right out wouldn't they, wouldn't you think that the pink beret would have cleaned up this the crime scene yeah you would think you wouldn't want to leave any evidence just in case someone files a police report or something right oh i just realized something i'm sorry that i have cut you off there no. Remember how we just said that we don't understand how the three bunnies carried Fred, a passed out Fred, back to the base? Yeah. They also brought the chicken that's roasting. Oh, yeah. How did they, they thought Fred that and the big chicken that was in a pot? How'd they bring all of that? That's so true. But they thought that Fred murdered eb eb that's yeah. why they brought all the evidence but yeah how in the world would they have carried all, carried that. all that and got and in there why they never explained this why was the chicken wearing eb's shirt oh i know why why did i maybe did i miss it eb wanted to make sure that the pink berets thought that that was him so they wouldn't follow him Oh, so he put the shirt on the chicken and put him in there so they would be like, Oh my gosh, he's a goner, and they wouldn't go searching for him. I did not catch that. Good catch. I missed that whole part. Look at me go. Look at you go. That was a good catch. I did not catch that at all. So, EB now decides he has to go to Easter Island very quickly, by the way. Like, he gets there within seconds, teleporting himself. Right? He gets to. Easter Island and he sees what's going on he's very casual like he walks in very casual he's like oh hi dad tied up cool all the bunnies are in the cell hey guys how's it he says like hi Billy or whatever the bunny's name is and just doesn't really care that he's locked up in the cell he's just like hey how's it going question whether or not he knew what was happening but he did because he saw the dart yeah so so he knew that the pink beret captured and kidnapped Fred yeah, so why in the world would he act so casual? You think he would have devised a plan? I, I think he's devised nothing. I realized this too, and I, want, I wanted to get your opinion on this. So the pink beret ties up a knocked out Fred around that pole. Yeah. And then the chicks come, 
and they take care of all the bunnies. How does Fred go from tied up on the pole to tied in a basket above molted chocolate or something? That is a good question. Are you telling me a bunch of little chicks overpowered a human? That's so true. And there was many, many chicks. It wasn't like there was two. Yeah. I was like, how did they get him from... Because he was awake at that point. Yeah, he was. If uh, if 50 chicks tried tying me up, I think I could overtake them. I would hope so, but you just never know. <laughs> I, I, I just, I didn't understand that at all. It didn't make, made no sense to me. They overtook a human and the Easter Bunny as well. And now that he's all tied up. And that's when we see, we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. these giant saw blades just hacking up chocolate everywhere. Because he was where EB was tied up, all wrapped up in gummies. Yeah. So he couldn't move. So he was basically on the conveyor belt, ready to be molded into a chocolate-shaped bunny. He almost got it. But that's where you see the reference to the Matrix. Oh, yeah. That was he bends good, backwards yeah. in slow motion. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, the Matrix-like. Good yeah. Catch. That was I thought I thought it was just a weird dodge, but yeah, you know what? That's a hundred percent the matrix reference. Good catch. Yeah. All well, Carlos has now taken Oh my god, that was the, so- the egg of destiny. He's taken the egg of destiny and he's the Easter moon is right where it should be. And mm-hmm. he starts growing rabbit ears and tail, and he's basically turning into a rabbit. But it still looks like a chick. Like yeah, the same color, yellow. Rabbit. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and he was ugly, and he grew in size because at first yes. he was tiny like the other chicks, but now he's this giant. But yeah, he definitely grew double in size, I would say. Yeah, that was odd. And then they have this kind of fight scene, I'll say, where Evie gets pretty beat up fairly quickly, I say. No match for growing up Carlos EB gets destroyed yeah and he starts banging on the boxes like drums I like this scene no I did uh, only because that one little chick's dance was so cute you're t- the little chick starts dancing he was gonna be guiding the sleigh He's the one, yeah, because he's the little chick that really was probably the one who was dancing while he was on the job and kept getting in trouble all the time. But his little dance moves are pretty sick. I thought they were cute. One of probably the only reason why I would recommend this movie. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. I said it. That's a that's a loaded statement right there. I said it. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, we will get into that after we've done the movie breakdown. Um, <laughs> so, when he's dancing, he's waving, waving his arms and, like, the plain kind of guiding sticks. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, it's like guiders, yeah. Guiders. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a real name for them. I just have no clue what it is. I don't either. <laughs> so, they're using the guiders, and he's moving his arms, and all the chicks are following where he's pointing to. Wouldn't they just sit there and wait? No, because they were following, getting instruction from him. So all those little chicks were just doing what they needed to do and definitely were making eggs, like, making it go all over the freaking place. All over, oh yeah, and... Crashing. 
and he was EB's banging these boxes that somehow have turned into drums. If you bang a regular box, it's not making that noise. Magic. And he basically defeats Carlos by banging drums. That was the easiest fight scene. It was. EB lost the first fight scene very quickly. The second fight scene was just playing drums and Phil was just dancing away. Having a great Round day. two. Ding, ding. The sleigh crashes. And instead of getting up and continuing the fight, that's just Carlos is done. They're he surrendered. Surrendered. Defeated. <laughs> they, they defeated Carlos. And then EB takes the egg. Of destiny. The egg, of des- egg of destiny. Yes. And what happens once he gets the egg of destiny? EB. EB. Uh, he tells his dad basically he's giving up drumming. This is the part that I was talking about. I'm so mad. I hope this is where you were going with this. Yes, this is exactly where I was going with it. I was so cheesed. So this whole time they're leading up this massive story about how EB is going to follow his dreams and he's going to be a drummer. He's going to be something. You know, the Hoff has thought that good things about him. So he's somewhat going somewhere. For him to be like, Dad, I'm ready. Yeah. What? You're going to give up your, your whole dreams? The whole movie is based off the dream. Yeah, I was so annoyed. Why was there a movie? <laughs> exactly. So then I was thinking to myself, okay, why did the, at the beginning, say then that the, the first human was Fred to be an Easter bunny? So he, you see E.B. whispering to his dad. Oh my God. And... Then the dad's like, okay, get on your knee, Fred. Doesn't matter which knee. And then he basically honors him as co-Easter Bunny with E.B. Yeah, so now they're both Easter Bunnies so that they can share the duties and I guess E.B. can play the drums still, I guess. I don't know. Like, what was the point of having co-Easter Bunnies? What a disappointing situation. That is not the answer I was looking for. That was like the big reveal climax, that they're both co-Easter Bunnies now. Co-Easter Bunnies. And did you notice, though, that there was chicks still, like, all congregating yeah. around? They I just did notice that. Yeah, they all went uh, right back to being good. good yeah. Good. Let's let them get away with basically turning against and almost murdering the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. And then it's all fine. It's all all fine. is good. Well, Apo- no apology see, necessary. You even see Carlos at the end. He's working for them still. Yeah. He's, he's the front runner. He'd be in jail. Yeah. He would be in so much trouble. There's just no way. No way. Tried to murder so many people and yeah. cause so much chaos. I couldn't believe it. So I, I wrote co-easter bunnies so stupid yeah it was a little disappointing but that's not even the end of the movie this is what gets me it should have been the end of the movie it really should have been they added this extra piece on there and it just totally made it even more frustrating for me they're all having i'm assuming like a brunch easter oh my god brunch is this easter brunch i think so so that means the whole week was him in the house that Saturday was the live event. Yeah. And Sunday's Easter. That's just no way. They are saying he became Easter Bunny the very next day is having brunch with his family? That's just so weird. And he's wearing this costume. Well, they call it a costume. And it's his not uniform. a costume. It's a uniform, right, Ian? Oh, my God. But it's like a velvet blue velvet coat long it was very odd time yeah why didn't he turn into a rabbit 
Carlos turned into a rabbit. That's why I thought it was so strange. So he's become the Easter Bunny. He, I, I'm assuming during brunch, he's trying to explain to his family that he's the Easter Bunny. And they, of course, are being so judgmental and rude. Which Once again, the dad, very harsh still. Yes. So then they're like, no, are you going to wish me off to go? I'm going to go. Are you going to wish me off? They all go outside, all rolling their eyes and, and whatever. And then they see EB with the sleigh, which I'm assuming is fixed and repaired. So they must have really done some quick mechanical work there. Very quick, yeah. And then all is well. They believe everything coming out of his mouth. All is good. And the dad apologizes oh and said God. he's proud. Immediately, when he said, I'm proud of you and had a big smile and goes, you're the Easter bunny. Oh my God. I was like, the fuck is happening now? Yeah. Like this dad, so judgmental. 10 seconds ago, was furious with his son. Yeah. Basically calling him a bum. Yeah. And now he's hugging and smiling and laughing. Like, un- like giddy laughing that he's the Easter Bunny. It was creepy. It was made no sense. And it made me mad. Yeah. I was really frustrated with the ending of this. And again, I'm just going to say it. I'm very okay. passionate about this. I write at the end, what the fuck happened to drumming? Nothing. Nothing happened with drumming. There's even an end of credit scene that I thought had something to do with drumming. Nothing. Nothing. The end credit scene is them back in China and turns out Fred can speak Chinese. That's the ending credit scene. Why was that even in the movie? Why is that an end credit scene? It was very, very strange ending. Like I said, two separate movies. The first part of the movie I was kind of into. Second part, really confused and really questioning why this movie even came about. I, I, the, the first half of the movie, I was still kind of upset that they gave away everything at the very beginning. So the yes, whole time, that was a little frustrating. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Why am I watching this? The second half, I was like, wait, what is happening? There's so many things. I'm so confused. Why am I watching this again? And then the end was so disappointing. And then the dad being so loving was frustrating as well. Well, then wouldn't they have missed every, the opportunity? Like, was this after they finished giving all the Easter baskets out? Well, he said he was very tired. So I assume it was. From pizza delivery yeah the dad says at the beginning of the movie if he said he was doing he was a pizza delivery the dad would have been ecstatic yeah because he wanted yeah. to any job whatsoever yes now he's judging him for being a pizza delivery boy like, well because he's saying i'm delivering easter baskets and the dad's like oh pizzas oh uh, and <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> That's an inside joke between us. I'm so sorry for all the listeners. None of them will get that. (laughs) That's how I make fun of Ian. When every time he does something silly, I'm like, oh yeah? You think you're so funny? Oh man, we're ridiculous. (laughs) Anyways, a score out of 10. Do you you want me to go first? Yes, I do. Two. Why? Because... They say that what's at the be- at the very beginning, they say how the movie is going to end. I was ho- somewhat rooting for EB to become a drummer and nothing happened. And it was so anticlimactic, the fight, anticlimactic ending, frustrating that the dad also was in love with the son. I just, all in all, the movie was very frustrating to me. And I'm going to say it. I would not recommend this movie. Wow. You don't, you're, you're good. Listen to what we're saying. You're good. You don't need to watch it. 
Yeah, they're, that's so true. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. I give it a two only because of that little chick dancing. Oh, she pumped it up for the little chick. The little chick <laughs> is so cute. Honestly, that part is worth the, the watch. His little dance is so cute. But the rest of it is very, very confusing. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Typically, I say we are subjective. Our opinions are subjective. Watch this movie. But I'm kind of in agreement with Ian. It didn't really Whoa. have much of a storyline to it because the storyline never followed through. So I'm going to say it. You probably don't need to watch this movie. Whoa! The first time of this show yeah. that you said you don't recommend the movie. Well, I don't recommend the movie only because we basically told you everything and everything you thought at the beginning. This movie is almost two hours long. And the very beginning, it says, the very beginning, the very first scene, it's, oh, I'm Fred O'Hare and I'm going to become the Easter Bunny. And really, everything that that you thought was going to be a thing, like, you know, they had a plot and they were going with it and then all of a sudden... They just stop. Like, they just don't carry on with whatever plot they're going with. It really, it's kind of all over the place. And to be honest with you, you probably don't need to watch it. No, you're good. You don't need to. And I understand why there's no, not many Easter movies. I get it. Like, I think they had something. At the beginning they of this movie, I thought they, they had, had a little something. If, if this was about EB learning to take his roots as the Easter Bunny and Fred helped him get there... I see that as a as a pretty good movie, and they yeah, like EB could have hired him on to guide him as be his number two. Yeah, he just Something. needed a job. He didn't need to be the Easter Bunny. It, I was so frustrated. I did like the graphics and stuff in this, though. I thought it was kind of cute, and I yeah, thought it was well done. The graphics were well well done, and they had some kind of big names in the movie. It's just yeah, it was just so poorly executed. Do you have what the budget was for this? I do have the budget. It was $63 million. Oh, okay. It made $185 million. Oh, it's a shock, actually. Well. I think it's because of the actors and actresses in this movie that yes. that's how it made the money that it did. Because other than that, you're not so, going on much. I don't have many facts about this movie, though. The only facts I have are basically because of Illumination Films. Illumination Films created the Despicable Me movies, uh, Secret Life of Pets, any kind of Minion franchise. Okay. This is the worst Illumination film ever made. Understandable. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 25%. Wow. All the other Illumination films have above 50%. Yeah. This one's 25%. Wow. It's the only Illumination film to never have a sequel. It could have went places, but it, it just went in the wrong direction. It was just so bad. And that's kind of it. That's all the facts that there were about this movie. Uh, Russell Brand, who is the voice of EB, did have a cameo in the movie. He was yeah. the production assistant at the Hoffnose Talent. I did like him as EB. Yeah, I liked he was his he, accent. great voice. He did I well. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And Hugh Laurie was the Easter Bunny. Yes. And Hank Azarius was Carlos and Phil. He was both. Oh, here. okay. But cool. I just I didn't like the movie. That's fair. And I like bad movies. Don't get me wrong. If it's a really bad movie, I want to be entertained by how bad it was. This just frustrated me. I get it. It. It, just, it just frustrated me. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's but... okay. Maybe the next one I'll like it more. <laughs> so that is it 
for hop. Have a wonderful, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. And do not forget to follow us on social media. Our handle for Instagram and Twitter is at MacMovieTalk, all one word, all lowercase, to get the latest news and what is to come. New episodes will be released weekly, so stay tuned every Monday for the latest movie talk. Also, please feel free to message us and let us know what movies you'd like us to watch. That's it for now. Take care and have a good night.